everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. You're watching Business Nightly. Philippine shares recovered at the 11th hour, even as the stocks of local water concessionaire Manila Water sank to record lows. More from Michelle Ong. It was another volatile trading session for the PSE index Tuesday. Philippine shares under pressure all day as the bears struggled with the bulls at one point, even falling back to 7,600 amid a fresh round of sell-off in water-related stocks. After falling 44% intraday, Manila Water shares ended down 36%. This is its steepest drop on record, a week since the president criticized what he called honors government contracts with water companies. You may be wondering how the big drop in share prices of water concessionaires could affect the public. Well, think about this. The Social Security System, or SSS, which manages the pensions of millions of Filipino workers, is invested in Manila Water. Based on the latest ownership report of Manila Water, SSS Provident Fund and SSS collectively own around 137 million shares. That's 6.6% of Manila Water. As for Mainilad, it's not a listed company, but is owned by Metro Pacific, DMCI, and Japan's Madubeni. So effectively, holders of MPI and DMCI derive economic interest from Mainilad. Metro Pacific shares bounced up while DMCI shares stayed down. The uncertainty really far, far outweighs what we can be sure of at this moment. So that's the worst case scenario that we're looking at. It's just 15 to 20 percent of the value of my uh, MPI and DMC. And what the stock has already gone down 20 to 30 percent over the past few weeks. It's really an oversold. Meanwhile, for the day, the PSE index managed to stage a last-minute recovery, closing up by four-tenths of one percent, or 29 points, at 77.30. Given the steep drop uh, last Monday, there may be some rebound. But of course, the week is poised to end negative. But the, the next question, will we see a Santa rally? It, it all depends on the issue regarding the water concessionaires. It's also dependent on the Saudi Aramco outflows, on how it will impact the market. In other corporate stories, Security Bank has successfully raised 2.3 billion pesos from its offer of long-term negotiable certificates of deposits. This is the third time the bank tapped the debt capital markets this year. And Globe Telecom signed a 5 billion peso term loan facility with the Development Bank of the Philippines to finance CapEx and refinance maturing obligations. This year, the company is spending 63 billion pesos in capital expenditures, largely to enhance network data capacities. Finally, several companies also announced share buyback programs, including Ayala Corporation, the SSI Group, Lopez Holdings, Costco Capital, and Finma Corporation. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The uncertainty over water concession deals draws mixed reactions from analysts, with some saying it has economic impact. But as Ron Cruz tells us, Malacanang is merely shrugging off the losses of Manila Water and Mainilad. As local water concessionaires work to iron out issues surrounding their deals with the government, some analysts warn of the risks this issue may bring. Matthew Cabangon of AAA Equities urges investors to be on the lookout for other companies that could potentially experience the same risks faced by Mainilad and Manila Water. And I think over the last week or so, uh, 
our market has introduced a brand new political risk where companies such as Manila and Manila Water can face these very unexpected and very extreme uh, types of risks that markets weren't pricing it at all. I think it's time for investors to start looking at other companies uh, that could face a similar risk. So other utilities companies that have traditionally been seen as um, safe havens, uh, I think investors should rethink how safe those exactly are. Sandy Giles of First Metro Securities also sounding the alarm on the issue's potential economic risk. The problem is also seen to reflect the sanctity of contracts in the Philippines. Still, Giles hopes for a peaceful resolution to the controversy. No, I think that it addresses the cost of doing business in the Philippines and the possibility of policies changing overnight. But I think that cooler heads will, will prevail and I'm hopeful that they will resolve this impasse eventually because if, uh, if they do, then we continue to have progress. If they don't, uh, there are consequences that are too difficult to imagine. April Lee Tan of COL Financial also warns of dire consequences if government and the concessionaires fail to address the impasse. Yes, definitely. I think at least right now, um, if you look at the whole financial markets, including the bonds, the exchange rate, etc., um, there's still some level of optimism that seems to uh, imply that we will come to a resolution. We just need cooler heads at this stage. I mean, everything is just so heated up. So the problem is isolated to water. Um, but, but then, you know, I think we, we should monitor the situation because it is a risk. Meanwhile, Joseph in Calcaterra of HSBC is optimistic the uncertainty will not drag on. I think it's a relatively short-term risk or uncertainty that can be cleared up. But Malacanang is merely shrugging off the losses of Manila Water and Maynilad. Presidential spokesperson Salvador Panelo says as far as the palace is concerned, both firms have already benefited much from the agreements, supposedly at the expense of the government and water consumers. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Philippine Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez, meanwhile, maintains the contracts of Manilad and Manila Water are not the norm. In an exclusive interview, Lopez said the review launched by the government into the water concessionaires' contracts is meant to rectify what is unlawful. Lopez is optimistic that once a water concession issue is resolved, the international business community will remain unfazed. From my perspective, and this is the reason why I say it won't affect the investor community, is because it's very clear that this is not the norm. In fact, from all the contracts entered into with government, this is the first time a contract is being reviewed, only because we found out, and our the, the Department of Justice, uh, OSG, they found out that there are dishonorous provisions, questionable, that are inimical to public interest. And these are the provisions that our president really would like to, to change, so that uh, it will not be one-sided in favor of private corporations. Catch my full interview with Secretary Ramon Lopez on Business Nightly's year-end episode, December 31st, 8 p.m., only here on ANC. Eight out of ten big-ticket projects included in the government's expanded priority infrastructure list are likely to be approved on Friday. That's as the Investment Coordination Committee and the National Economic and Development Authority told their last meeting for 2019. Vince Dizon, the presidential advisor for flagship programs and projects, says these projects will be for transport and mobility, among others. 
were uh, hoping to be able to approve anywhere between eight to maybe ten of these um, infrastructure flagship projects ranging from um, some airports to uh, maybe some railway projects and uh, some bridges and highways now all throughout the country not just in Luzon and Metro Manila after that um, they can start uh, as early as the first half of next year Catch my full interview with Secretary Vince Dizon on Business Nightly's year-end episode. It airs January 1st at 8 p.m. only here on ANC. The Philippine Central Bank poised to gain significant savings as it replaces 20 peso bills with coins. Bruce Rodriguez with the full story. From paper to metal. The Philippine Central Bank launches its new 20 peso coin, which replaces the banknote form of the currency. The coin retains the image of former President Manuel El Quezon on the front side and the central bank's logo and the Malacanang Palace on the flip side. It also showcases the native flora called Nilad, believed to be the inspiration behind the Philippine capital's name Manila. Replacing the 20 peso bill with a coin is more cost effective for the central bank. The 20 peso coin costs 10 pesos to manufacture, but can last for 10 years. The 20 peso bill, while cheaper to produce at 2 pesos, only lasts for 6 months. The coin will coexist as a legal tender along with a bill, which will be removed from circulation by 2021 through natural attrition. An enhanced 5 peso coin was also introduced, featuring 9 sides to make it more distinct from other coins following complaints from consumers. Meanwhile, some worry converting the 20 peso bill into coins would devalue the currency. But the central bank says this is far from the truth. The 20 peso bill at 20 peso coin pareho lang ang purchasing power nun. So there's no such thing as depreciation of the currency as a result of the conversion. As for other denominations that may be converted into coins, central bank officials say these may not be possible anymore as they continue to push for the country's shift to digital payments, which will lessen the need for cash. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. A number of road accidents in the Philippines steadily rises in the last decade. As Willard Chang tells us, the increase is attributed to the driver's lack of knowledge of basic traffic rules. The number of road crashes in the Philippine capital, Metro Manila, has been increasing each year by an average of 5% from 2010 to 2018. That's according to data gathered by the ABS-CBN Investigative and Research Group. More than 846,000 road crash incidents were recorded in Metro Manila by the Metro Manila Development Authority in the last nine years, killing 3,900 people and wounding 186,000 others. Automobile Association Philippines President Gus Lagman believes the increase in road mishaps may be directly related to the ease by which drivers can obtain their licenses. Lagman says many bus and jeepney drivers do not know basic traffic rules and regulations, adding that the Land Transportation Office is not strict in screening applicants and in their practical exams. In granting uh, drivers' uh, licenses. 
Lagman adds traffic rules and regulations are also not being strictly enforced. Pag hindi mo ina-enforce traffic rules and regulations, hindi mo dinitikitan, uh, pinaparusok mo, ganyan, walang natutunan yung driver. So, pareho na tikita mo yan, madadala yan. The LTO says it has adopted stricter measures in issuing licenses, along with the extension of the validity of licenses. The agency adds it has reformed driver's examinations and increased efforts to educate drivers, including introducing road safety in the school curriculum. For example, pagkukuha ka ng student permit, hindi na automatic yan. You have to undergo seminars. So, meron na yung proseso dyan. Overloading has been identified as the top cause of road crashes involving trucks. Nakakasira din ang daan pag overloaded. So ang, in, ang in-recommend namin dyan, follow traffic rules and regulations strictly. Uh, speed, pag speed, may mga speed limit regulations naman, sundan yan, huwag mong overload. The LTO vows to continue its inspections. Willard Cheng. ABS-CBN News. And that's Business Nightly. You can listen to our podcast by searching hashtag ANC Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. See you again on Market Edge, 9 a.m. Manila time. Thank you so much for watching.